In Community Conversation with Clayton, you can text through any question at any time for any of our guests, 0428 899 899. And we know that during this time of COVID especially, uh, so many families across our nation, indeed around the world, and especially here in Melbourne, have been doing it tough with those who have lost jobs um, through many times, no fault of their own at all. It's uh, one of those really been tough environments. We know that also JobKeeper, JobSeeker has been helping people as we go through and uh, JobKeeper has actually just changed in this last week and there is an expectation of more job losses coming as well. It is uh, the absolute right time to have our next guest on. She's written the book, You've Got This, the Essential Career Handbook for Creative Women, but I'm sure that uh, a lot of the things she's going to be sharing with us relate to, to men as well. Uh, Beck joins us now. Beck Brown, the author of that book. G'day, Beck. Hello. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. And um, it is, from my perspective, and uh, this show has very much been uh, dedicated for the last six months to helping us during this time of COVID. And we, we haven't actually touched on this topic specifically. So thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and, and being willing to spend a bit of time with us to talk about it. Oh, my absolute pleasure. It has been, you know, a really timely period for the book to have come out with with so many people impacted financially and emotionally with everything that's been happening. But there are ways that we can make ourselves more employable or more resilient. And um, that was one of the big reasons that I wrote this book. So it's come out at a great time. Yeah, we, we're going to sort of break down all the things that we, we need as we, we turn around our, our, our perspective and our mindset and the, the physical and the, the, the things we need to do as we head into to, um, you know, going after that next job and especially as we hopefully coming out a little bit more of, uh, of what lockdown is here in Melbourne as well. But before we get to that, um, what was the, the reason for you to write this book, Beck? Was it something of a, a personal nature that you'd been through? Is it something you were seeing in, in society and you thought, oh, this is a good topic to talk about? Where did it come from? Yeah, I, I wrote it for three reasons. One was that a lot of graduates and young professionals or those who wanted to start their own business were coming to me for advice. So it was time to compile that knowledge. I'd been um, running my own business for almost nine years, running a PR company called the comms department. And before that, I've been working in PR for 15 years. And so lots of people were coming to me for advice. So being able to hand that on was a was sort of top of the top of the list for me. But the other thing too was that I had a bit of a rough time navigating my career in my late teens and 20s and I know that I'm not alone in that. I think a lot of people have felt that way and I know that I felt quite rudderless sometimes, especially when I was going through periods of changing careers um, because I moved into working in PR when I was a bit older and I just wish that somebody had handed me a book like this as well because getting really practical and honest advice from someone who'd gone before me would have been a game changer at the time. So ultimately, if this book can help just one person to not go through some of that angst that I did, I think it's done its job. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think we're probably going to start and end with the same phrase here, which is actually what the book is called, right? You've got this. It's clearly a, <laughs> a phrase for you that is um, has a huge amount of meaning. I know the sort of, you know, even in the opening pages of, of the book, it's like, right, go and, go and get your own notepad and write this on the top. Uh, here as well. So uh, why is that such an important phrase for you? It is a real call to arms. You've got this. It's such a useful phrase. It can be, if you're feeling a bit unsure about going into something, if you just tell yourself you've got this, as soon as you change your mindset, it makes everything a lot easier and everything else can fall into line after that. And 
the goal of this book is to make people feel empowered and to give them the tools and strategies that they need to be able to go and make whatever change they want to make in the world, whether it's starting their own business or helping their career or just um, being in a, a job that they love and in a sustainable way. So, um, yeah, you've got this is certainly a phrase. And don't get me wrong, there are times when I'm having a bit of a bad day and I use that to just give myself a bit of a pep talk and I'll it, it kind of changes. It'll be a, oh, you've, look, you've got this. It's okay. <laughs> so plenty of ways you can use it. Let's have a chat a, a little bit uh, around, you know, sort of bouncing back from a, a job loss and, and moving forward. And, and we know that this time is really like no other time in, in history. It, it's an unusual concept, but obviously a lot of the experience that you've shared is going to be relevant for us. We, we're going to break it down into a few different ways, Beck. Maybe the first one is mindset. It's a bit of what we're talking about there with you've got this. Is there a, a certain mindset that we actually have to overcome? Is it is it a sense that we actually need to sort of acknowledge the reality of, hey, well, we might have had a job loss, no fault of our own. We've we've got to be okay with a bit of that grief cycle first before we can start moving on? Oh, that's so true. The very first thing that you need to do when you're going through any kind of change is to actually allow yourself to feel your feelings. So you might be feeling shocked or disappointed or angry or worried, and that's completely okay. So feel those feelings. But then after that initial shock, it's just trying not to get stuck in that negative rut. And that's often hard to do. So what you can do is set time aside in your day to allow yourself to feel that day. So feel that way, sorry. So you might say, right, for an hour today, I'm, I'm going to allow myself to feel that way. But when that time's up, try and concentrate on something else. The other thing too is knowing that there's no straight line for how you'll feel. So you might feel great for a couple of days, but then you have a few bad days. So that's quite normal. The other thing to know, though, which is really important, is that how you react is up to you. So when times are changing, it's quite helpful to remember that while we can't control what happens to us, we can control our reaction to it. So if you've just lost your job or something huge has just happened to you or your family, it is really easy to catastrophize and you start adding a lot of additional drama to the situation. But often what's already happening is enough. So it's trying to look at the facts and not looking at the drama on top of the facts. So there are two things, just feel your feelings and know that um, while we can't control what happens to us, we can control our reaction to it. So there are two things that are really good to know. One other thing too, though, is knowing it's not personal because while it's undoubtedly really hard for you personally, because of the pandemic, in many cases, if you have lost your job, for example, your performance or personality may have had nothing to do with the actual decision. Your company might have just needed to restructure or downsize to survive. But one of the traits of highly successful people is their ability to get over disappointment. And that's something that anyone can do. So it's taking responsibility and feeling empowered and telling ourselves that we'll be okay and we'll get over it as well. Yeah. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because even if you know very logically and rationally, say a company's had a downsize and, and that's why you've gone, that it is so easy and, and almost normal and very natural to, to make it personal because you go, well, that person didn't lose their job and I did, so therefore somehow I'm not as worthwhile as, as that one, even though there might have been completely different reasons and decisions why why your job has gone and theirs isn't. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think it, it, that's why it's coming back to as well as letting yourself feel your feelings or knowing that sometimes there's facts and then there's drama and so it's focusing on the facts instead. And it's not... The other thing too is sometimes telling yourself, 
it's not supposed to be easy. Like if something hard happens to you, it's okay because transformation is hard and and life sometimes is hard. But, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do. And I think in times like this, I think we're all realising how much tougher we actually are than perhaps we thought we were. So um, it is everything you're saying is so... Um, it, it's exactly how people are feeling. Mm. But knowing at the end of it all, we're going to be okay. So it's just kind of taking some of those um, steps and strategies to, to make sure that that's a reality for you. Yeah. We're having a chat with Beck Brown. She's the author of You've Got This. We're talking specifically at the moment around how to bounce back from a job loss. We're going to uh, talk about a whole lot of different ways uh, next and preparing ourselves in different ways. Is there uh, other ways we should now be thinking as we head into uh, a new job and approaching finding a new job? So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the practical aspects of what should I be doing, I suppose, especially during COVID. Is it a course? Is it updating a resume? What what sort of things there are? Um, And overall, we're looking at uh, building that resilience structure around ourselves as we move forward. Beck's going to be with us uh, for the next little while so you can send through any of your questions as well. Text them through 0428 899 899 here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. 89.9 The Light in community conversation with Clayton and uh, as we go through this time of COVID, we're hoping each and every week to be really providing you with uh, an opportunity to hear from some incredible people focusing in on different aspects of what life is like for us during COVID. And this week we're talking about those who've had a job loss or maybe those who will in uh, the weeks ahead and how do we bounce back for that and focus forward. It's wonderful to have Beck Brown with us. She's a, a professional communicator, has been for over 20 years, has run her own business as well and the author of this new book, uh, you've got this all about bouncing back and uh, heading forward into those careers that we really are really after. Uh, Beck, we, we chatted a bit before, earlier on about this idea of uh, being okay if we've lost a job and, and from whatever reason it might be to, to work through some of that. We talk about it in, in grief in that sense even and, and to be okay with it, but then to, to focus on other things. Is there a different mindset change then when we need to say, all right, now I'm now I'm back out there. Now, I, now I'm going to go out and try and find a job and it might be a really tough situation to find a job like it is at the moment. Um, do, we, do we need to have even different processing and thought patterns and do we need to be saying different things to ourselves as well? Well, one of the things that we can do during this time is keeping a positive mindset is absolutely the best thing we can do. And although this sounds quite boring and probably a little bit, unnecessary to say it's often one of the things that we forget the most and in order to keep yourself in the right mindset to move into this next phase of your life one of the most important things that we can do is look after ourselves so the best way to create a more positive mindset is just to look after your physical health so during this period try and get eight hours sleep a night and eat regular nutritious meals and get some exercise and try and surround yourself with positive family or friends Another big one is just try not to spend all of your time on social media or reading negative news because that's not going to be good for your mindset and it's not going to put you into a into a positive um, space that's going to allow you to move forward. So making sure that's your foundation to start with. And then after that, while often scary, knowing that starting over can honestly be one of the best things that we get to do because there's endless possibilities ahead. But before moving ahead... I really recommend taking the time to evaluate where you are. So 
is the direction you want to move in truly in line with what your values are and who you want to be? Um, and so one of the things you can do is just to create a list of what your values are right now and what's really important to you so that you can make some decisions on them. What that means is once you've got your list of values, and your values are just things that are important to you and they're different to everybody as well. So you need to, um, now's the perfect time to reevaluate and just to assess and make sure that your values are the same and people's values do shift and change over the years. So making sure they're completely up to date now. So once you have your list of what they are, whenever you look forward to your next job or into your next phase of what you're going to do, you can look back at your values and say, well, if I move ahead with this, is it going to be in line with my values? And if it's not, perhaps it's not going to be the right thing for you to do. If it is, fantastic. It means you're moving in the right direction and you're going to end up having a really successful and satisfying and fulfilling, sustainable career. Um, so that's the very first step. Now, and, and After, Beck, yeah, Beck, I suppose like my, my question in there is I go, whoa, Beck, that's like huge thinking space here. I was just after a job, but um, it, it actually is important to do this, right? Because otherwise we will just stumble into the next phase of where we're at to actually sit back and go, what do I really want to achieve? What 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 is going to actually work with the, my values and where I'm heading and, and what I want to do? Because ultimately we know that uh, a, you'll probably be better at a job like that, and and B, you know, you, you're actually going to like that job and want to stick with it. So, uh, you know, I suppose I, I hear that, and part of me goes, "Oh man, that seems like a whole lot of you know big picture work I have to do." But there's a huge value in doing it, isn't there? There really is, and and it can be as simple as going, "What are the ten most important things to me? Is it family, or is it money, or is it doing charitable work, or is it?" having a really successful career or is it being able to travel and have adventures or what like every, it's different for absolutely everybody so and the best way to choose kind of what order they are in is once you let's say you've got 10 of them if you look at those list of all of those different values and you say okay if I could only choose one of these what would it be and then that's going to be your number one and then you look at all that's left again and you go okay if I can only choose one of these what would it be and then that would be your number two so then and it's really simple, like it does sound, and it is big picture because it's going to make you think about who you are and where you are and what you want to do and where you want to be. But doing that groundwork, and, and this is the thing, and I, I don't want to sound glib, but the silver lining in a situation like this huge global event that we're going through is it does force us to slow down and it does force us to go, well, hang on, this is an opportunity to reassess and make sure I'm on the right path before I kind of, and like you said, kind of blindly stumble through to the next to the next job. Your values end up acting like a guiding light for you. It's like having a torch on in the dark yeah. and you shine your light forward and if your next step is in line with your values, then you know you're on the right path. So yeah. it is really important to do and it can be quite simple. Doesn't have to take doesn't have to take heaps of time. No, exactly right. It, you know, I've done something oh, a year or two ago where talked about values and, and just had a whole sheet of paper of heaps of different values on it and tried to get down to my two as well and realised 
Actually, you know, out of all of this, there's one that's not even there, and I'm going to add it in, and it's going to be a part of what it is for me, but I, I was able to really own them going forward from there as well. One question around that, and especially as we suppose, I, you know, I'm in a vulnerable time in terms of I've lost a job, I'm preparing to go out. How much should I be involving other people, especially those who, you know, I obviously trust really closely in that? Is it, should I be, as I talk about my values and chat them through, is it, you know, I'm, I'm chatting to those closest and dearest, checking it off with with them, making sure they're sort of critiquing me and saying, actually, I, I think you just think that's what it is. Uh, how, how much do other people play a part in that? Yeah, I do definitely think it's important to choose people that you trust and whose, whose opinions you value and what, who matter to you. It's a bit of a tricky one because you do need to kind of trust yourself and back yourself. And, and sometimes well-meaning people in your life may kind of skew your idea of what your values may be um, in line perhaps with what their values are. So you do need to have a bit of faith in yourself and your decisions, but definitely have, you know, there will be mentors within your in your life and in your community who you trust and whose opinions really do matter to you. And it's the perfect time to say, hey, look, can I just have a chat to you? I, these are, t- you know, here's 10 things or here's five things that, I've kind of chosen as my values. Do you see them fitting for me? Do you think this is who I am? And and it's a great it's a great opportunity too to start a conversation. They're quite it's a deep conversation that allows you to connect better with those around you. And the other thing too, which is super super important during this entire time, is and this is, this is very important that goes into you know making sure you're getting enough sleep and eating healthy food and getting some exercise is staying connected because as human beings, we're socially wired and we really need one another. And the more high quality connections that you have and the stronger those connections are, the faster you're going to bounce back. So making sure that you stay in touch with positive people in your life, in your community, um, or, or in your industry that you want to work in, it's a really great thing to do. And I know that right now it's harder than ever for us to do that in person, but you can, it's a phone call. It might be on social media even. It could be a, you know, a video call. Um, even though we're you know, often home alone right now, we're certainly not alone. So it's just making sure that we reach out and have those conversations. Yeah, absolutely. The author of the book, You've Got This, Beck Brown is my guest. Uh, we're going to be back with Beck in a couple of minutes' time as we talk about some of those practical things we now need to be doing. What are some of those things we, we should be doing? Uh, updating the resume, looking at various you know, online courses. How do we be preparing ourselves uh, to step in to that job that we're hoping now to get uh, if we've found ourselves without a job? That's on the way next here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. 89.9 The Light, your in-community conversation with Clayton. It is so good to have your company. We're talking about bouncing back from a job loss. Uh, we've uh, So many people across this city have had that experience and how do we then look at the job that we want to do? How do we actually get to that space, the place that we want to go to as well? And a lady who has certainly looked into this a lot is the author of the book, You've Got This, Beck Brown joins us now. We've talked a lot, Beck, already about that mental side of things, how to think, how to position ourselves, how to uh, look at what we do want to go uh, achieve going forward. What about some of the practical things, and especially, I suppose, during this time when you know a lot of jobs are on hold, and here in Melbourne especially, uh, as we're in lockdown, are there practical things we should actually be doing in preparation of uh, moving to a job that we're, we're really after? Yeah, 
Yeah, there's probably three really critical ones that we need to focus on. The first one is doing an audit of what your soft and hard skills are in the area that you want to move into. So your hard skills would be the actual technical skills that you need to do that job and your soft skills will be more things like perhaps communicating or the way that you have empathy or the way that you're um, having relationships with other people. So can you start that process? You know, once you've done that checklist, are there areas that you need to upskill in? So is there some more training that you could do or is there some more study that you could do? The other thing that's important too is who can you talk to who's gone before you in your chosen area to find out what you need to know? And this can be really important because without them, without asking them those questions, you often won't know what you don't know. So having those conversations means that you can work out um, what areas you're going to need to be doing some upskilling in. And then second to that is creating and maintaining your professional personal brand. Because when you're working in a competitive market, it's looking at what steps you can take to stand out from the crowd in the right way. And the really great thing about that is that's linked back to kind of who you are and what your values are. So because I work in PR, one of the things that we look at and one of the things that we know is that kind of every day of your life, you're on show. and so public relations or PR is your day-to-day -day interactions with people. It's the way that you write an email. It's the way that you might be communicating on social media. So it's making sure that all of those things are consistent and you're doing those things in a way that you're proud of and that you're doing them in the most kind of professional way that you can. So also quite, quite important right now is just to have a bit of a look at your social media accounts as well if you do have them because... Right now, because we're not spending as much time in person, your online presence can mean a lot because people are, your in, prospective employers are checking out social media accounts. So just check if anything is public facing, just make sure that what is on there um, is something that you're proud of and something that you're happy for um, employers or if you're running your own business, you're happy for prospective um, clients or customers to be looking at as well. So even little things like is your LinkedIn up to date or what's on your Instagram or your Twitter. And then finally, the other thing is when you're getting your CV together or you're looking at a cover letter, knowing that personalisation is everything is a big one mm. because when you want to um, send a cover letter or a CV, it needs to be completely tailored to that job that you're going for. So take the time to thoroughly read the job description and do some research online about the organisation or talk to people who might already be at the organisation, then make sure you tailor your application so that it answers every one of those points that's in, that's in the job ad. And yeah. that's really personal too. Like people want to know who you are. They don't want sort of some robot who's speaking corporate jargon. So just try and make it really personal. I know that at the comms department, I've made hires based on who the person is and why they want the role. Often telling people your why, what it is that is driving you to want to work in that particular role can really help to make a real connection and it allows employers to get to know who you are and what makes you tick. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that we've got uh, that uh, personal side of things. And we are getting a, a little bit of a scratchy line there, Beck. So we might get you just moved to the left or the right for a, a centimetre or a foot or so um, uh, as we go through. But I, I really love the idea of it being um, you know, personalised in that sense. Um, what a great tip that so often we think, well, I put all this effort in into to doing a cover letter and that's what I'll use everywhere. But to rewrite it, to really show 
uh, that this is something I'm, I'm really about. Um, also, I, I was reminded of a, a good friend of mine who uh, said, look, I, I am just absolutely real when I go for, for jobs. I'm me because in the end, um, they either want me or not because eventually a few weeks from now, if, if I'm pretending to be somebody else, if I'm putting on the, the airs and graces that aren't normally me, um, eventually we'll all be frustrated. And so I'd much rather know up front. It is important, you know, you want to put on a good a good front, don't you? But you also want to be real about who you are. Definitely. Authenticity or the word authenticity gets thrown around a lot these days, but being authentic and who you really are is going to mean that you're going to have a sustainable career because like you just said you know what you can't keep up a pretense forever and what happens three months down the track when well, they when perhaps your bosses realize that the person that that you were at this job interview perhaps isn't who you really are so it's great for both sides to make sure that we're really authentic Absolutely right. Um, we're going to be back with Beck in just a couple of minutes' time. She's the author of the book, You've Got This, uh, the essential career handbook for creative women and, and has a real uh, aspect of talking about those who are creative um, and how you focus on and moving forward in a career. So we want to talk about those who uh, consider themselves creative and have that more of a creative bent. How do we approach the aspects of job and, and is there different ways we should be shining as well? That's on the way in a couple of minutes' time here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. 89.9 The Light, you're in community conversation with Clayton and it is so good as we are talking about all the various issues uh, around COVID that uh, we can bring in a, a whole host of people who really know their stuff on each of our topics. And today we're talking about uh, what do we do if we've lost our job and we, we're focusing on, on getting back. And Beck Brown, the author of the book, You've Got This, The Essential Career Handbook for Creative Women, has given us a heap of fantastic tips and hints and, and ways to look at it, which we can all be doing in our own homes as we, we go forward. And we thank you so much for that, Beck. I do want to just sort of, as we finish our time tonight, talk specifically around uh, those who are creative. It's a, a real passion for you and it's something that you do write about in this book and sort of centre around it. As somebody who's you know definitely in the, the creative fields myself, I'm always fascinated by that because creatives sometimes do sort of think a bit different to other people, don't they? <laughs> That's very true. I think that anybody who's in a creative field has often felt a real calling to do that thing. It's just something that they must do. And what is often challenging, though, is that um, it's not. there's not always a really clear career path with it. So if you want to become a doctor or a lawyer, for example, while that's no easy thing to achieve, it does have a bit more of a direct career path in order to do it. Whereas often in the creative field, whether that's in the arts or design or photography or PR or media or journalism, it's, it's often a bit of a zigzag approach instead of a direct ladder. So sometimes, again, it comes back to your mindset of knowing that that's okay, that perhaps your career isn't going to be a straight line. It may end up having a bit of a zigzag effect or it even has a bit of a snowball effect, which is also a great thing because what happens is every little experience that we take on in any new role that we might do um, it grows and accumulates and so uh, I love the saying that nothing is ever wasted which means that every new skill that we pick up um, we then move into our next role with that new skill and and again and again and again so we end up leapfrogging ahead with these new skills that we can take on board um, so the first thing yeah is knowing that that's okay the other thing too is that often a lot of creative 
aren't really taught how to be commercial or how to commercialise their work or make an income from their work. So putting some structures around your life and around your career um, so that you can move ahead in your creative world can really help you too. So I talk about that quite a lot in the book because it is definitely something that's quite important and it's not often something that creatives are taught. Yeah. Um, is there other things as well that from a creative perspective we should be um, looking at ourselves or perhaps getting others around us to help uh, as we, we push forward? I think there's six things that we can keep top of mind and, and this really applies to anybody in business at all. But it's really good for us creatives because, again, it's probably not something that we were taught because I certainly wasn't taught it. Um, I was initially trained in music, so I went to the conservatorium and I studied a music degree initially. And then when I was 25, I made a big career shift and went back to uni and retrained to work in PR and communications. And I wasn't, during that whole period, while I was learning how to be really good at what I did, either as a musician or as a PR professional, I wasn't really taught about that commercial aspect. And these six little secrets, I think, were really important just to know. And so rule number one is just to be truly excited and passionate about what you do. And again, for most creatives, that's not usually a problem. No, we're it. usually <laughs> quite happy to do it. So tick for that one. The next one is just having the skill set to do that at the highest level. And again, that's often not necessarily a problem if you're really creative, but it's making sure that whatever it is that you're doing is is at the you know at the top of its game so making sure that you're practicing or making sure that you're um, constantly doing enough work and getting enough experience to make sure that you're doing it really well always helps the third one and this is the one that often people don't think about is just to actually have a market for your products or services and this is where it comes to okay so i've got this skill so let's say i'm a designer um how do I, where is the actual market? Like, how do I actually sell this to people? So then it's looking at where the market is. And again, maybe it's looking at the job market or maybe it's looking for you to set up your own business. And so then you start looking at what areas you can service in order to, to deliver your design services to people. Number four then is just to be adding more value than your competitors. So it's making sure that, um, whatever your service might be, again, let's use the design one, and design one as an example. It's just to make sure that um, you then go, okay, how can I provide more value? How can I make sure that the designs that I'm delivering to a particular client is kind of better than what others are doing or is different to what others are doing in the market? And then the fifth one is knowing more about your customers than anyone else. So if you're in a, if it, no matter what world we're in, we have customers, whether you're, um, you know, if when you work on radio, you have your listeners. Yeah. For me as a PR professional, I have my clients and for, me, for my clients, it's my clients' audiences. So I need to know more about them than anyone else so that I can make sure that what I'm delivering to them is what they really want. And then the final one is just trying to predict what your customers are going to need and then be ready to serve that to them as well. So there's a big one. The final one, which I haven't put in those six, is just to actually place a value on yourself and your time. And I know that sometimes as well, you know, as creative, sometimes we're just so grateful that we get the chance to perhaps produce really creative, beautiful work, but we don't necessarily place a real value on it to have somebody pay us for those services. So again, it's having that mindset of 
what we're creating is worthy and it's valuable and it's something that should be sort of paid for as well. Absolutely love that. Isn't that great? And I think, as we said at the start of this uh, whole uh, hour as of our discussion, we're probably going to come back to that same phrase, which is the name of your book, You've Got This. And it's that's a part of it then as well, isn't it? You do all this and a reminder again, hey, I've got this. If maybe some of those more commercial side of things as a creative is not my natural bent, I can do it. i just got to focus on it. Maybe if there's other aspects of where I'm going to need to focus on, I can do it. I've just got to remind myself and just take that time, that, that one bite of the elephant at a time, right? That's so true. That's so true. It's daily repeated steps turn into life transformations. And no matter how small those little steps are, if you just move a tiny little inch every day in the direction that you need to go to, because, you know, for me, again, I'm a bit of a creative, not terribly interested in doing the financial side of my business. However, if I want to run a successful company and be able to employ people, it's something I needed to get across. So every day I'd, I'd make it an effort, a real effort to learn those skills and work out what to do. And over time I ended up loving it because I got better at it. That's the other thing too. We're always much happier doing things that we're good at. And so doing um, over time, if you practice those things long enough, you become good at them. And then again, coming back to that phrase of you've got this, you suddenly realise, oh, I, I do have this. You know, yeah. I've totally got this. <laughs> It's awesome. Beck. it has been wonderful. Um, the advice you've given is simply stunning this evening and on so many different levels. So we thank you so much. I, I just know you're going to be helping so many people across this city, especially here in Melbourne as we, we're going through those tough moments uh, to be able to just focus on that next step as well. Thank you for giving so much of your time this evening. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Clayton. Beck Brown, she's the author of the book, You've Got This, The Essential Career Handbook for Creative Women. Here on 89.9, The Light.